You're tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in for another wonderful episode of SOB Style of Business. I am your host, Keetra, and today I'm speaking to Brittany Thomas, who is the founder of a wonderful wellness networking uh, collaborative, I'll say, and I'll, she'll definitely go in and explain a little bit more. But I love the name, Happily Better After. And um, she's going to be sharing with us some of her the resources and the tips that she has and basically what she's doing and her personal journey, and giving us a little insight on how we can move forward with our career pursuits and just become overall better individuals. So without further ado, Ms. Brittany, how are you doing today? How's everything going? I'm well. Thank you so much for even having me. I'm greatly appreciative. Definitely. Absolutely glad to have you on the show as well. And happily better after. I know HBA is what, what I've kind of been referring it to when I started doing my research, but give us a little introduction about HBA, and then also who you are. Let's start with who you are and all that, and then we'll flow into HBA and keep it moving from there. Okay, sure. So as mentioned, I am Brittany Thomas, um, founder of Happily Better After. But aside from Happily Better After, I'm also a musician, a storyteller, and I just like to say creative because it seems like there's always something brewing in ways that I didn't even anticipate. So a creative and an educator. So I spent the last 10 years of my professional life and my educational life in higher education, working administratively and also studying in higher education now at the doctoral level. So I'm really, really interested in education. I'm really interested in education and how it intersects with industries and how it intersects even with our own personal creativity. So that's pretty much not who I am, but that's what that's pretty much what I do and really ties into to how Happily Better After got started. That's wonderful. Yeah. And I know that yeah, I definitely want to get into the music part of it because I saw that you are a very talented singer songwriter. So we'll we'll delve into that a little bit later. But let's okay. let's talk about Happily Better After. How did you come up with that concept? I, I love that. I love everything that you're doing with that and then we'll to some of the content, but like as far as the concept, how did you come about that? Yeah, you know what? It's <laughs> it's actually a funny story and not so funny. So I was yeah. actually in a relationship at the time and it, it was a pretty toxic relationship. And I remember, you know, and I can only accredit God for the idea, but I remember sitting in my car and I had the idea of starting a network or starting a movement at the time thinking it would be for women, right? And empowering women to get out of toxic relationships and really just galvanizing support for people who were going through hardships. And it was funny to me now thinking about it because I was still in the middle of that relationship. And so I kind of felt a little hypocritical, like, well, how can I start a movement for something that I'm still struggling in? I'm glad I did because it was literally the saving grace for me to become accountable to myself and to others that helped me to exit that relationship. And then to even see the Happily Better After was much more than about women and it was much more more than a domestic violence or toxic relationships, but it was really just about promoting people to be better in any area of their life, work, family, individually, spiritually, 
health and wellness, whatever, whatever for that individual person it is, just promoting, promoting coaching and celebrating progress. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you guys uh, do events as well, correct? Yes. Yes, we do. So for this year, we have uh, quarterly events that we're hosting really to build upon our theme right now, which is mission-minded, vision-focused. And so we just last Saturday actually had our end of the first quarter meetup, which was themed around health and wellness. And then we have our next one coming up, which will be financial and then creativity and then education. So those are our four major categories. But yes, we we love getting together over brunch, over whatever, and just really being accountable, educate one another, and then just having a good time. That is perfect. I love that. And as far as, I know you said that you pretty much came about the idea because of a relationship that you were in that was not so healthy. But now that the company has kind of evolved and you guys are doing all types of different things when it comes to overall health and wellness, what are some of the, you know, the core topics that you guys touch on when you when you're working with people like mentoring and even doing your events? Yeah, I, I think it depends on. So the, the one thing that is very unique about Happily Better After is that we we pull from within our network. And when I say network, I literally mean anyone who's interested in coming and being a part. There's no fee attached. It's just really people who want to, to gather and be accountable. We pull from right within our network, the expertise, the stories, the strengths. And so this last event we had, we used you know a woman who's been on this fitness journey and has been killing it. Um, we used her and she came and she told her story and really just Again, she's only a few months in, but she already has a story to share because there's already been progress. So we really pull on the strengths of the people in our network and give them the opportunity to tell us what's important to you. What are you progressing in and how can you take that value and now share it with others? And and in doing that, we're finding that by them sharing their stories and sharing their progress is what is giving them the momentum and the motivation to keep going for themselves. Exactly. Yeah. And I I was thinking, because I know you guys have creatives on campus, is that like an arm of Happily Ever After? Like, how how was that connected with you guys' initiative? So creatives on campus, it does fall within. So Happily Better After, you know, I think creatives on campus is one of many projects, right, that we'll take on. So we have our quarterly events, our meetups, which are going to happen regardless of anything else. But then we also are, you know, are just creating our own projects. And one of the projects that I'm just passionate about with creatives on campus and how it started is really looking at college students who are creative, who are entrepreneurially minded, and who are even students of color, minorities, and and really need some innovation in the way that they're being engaged. That could be in the classroom, that could be just on a mentorship level, and really giving them spaces where they're able to cultivate their ideas, grow their ideas, and even serve and be a part of some of our other projects where they get to help us through service projects, through internships, but help us by using what they do. So if they're a person who's interested in photography, we want you to come and do photography at our our events. If you're a person who is interested in singing, we want to see how we can get you involved in that way or even help put you on one of our teams where you can learn those skills and be walking away with, you know, applied knowledge, not just the textbook stuff. Not just the textbook stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that because I know sometimes people feel like they have to do a traditional route when it comes to education and learning and, you know, just obtaining knowledge. But how do you feel about just practical learning, the more hands-on experience? 
I think that's just as valuable. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's definitely valuable. And I think for some people, you know, maybe going to a four-year college or to even a, a community college or a trade school, it doesn't excite them. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm starting to see where we don't have enough options. And I remember recently I was interviewing somebody about their own educational experience. And they were saying how some people want to go to college just to be cultivated, just for the right. just for the, yeah. the exposure and the discovery. And I say to that, if, if that's the case, that is a whole separate need in the industry that needs to be filled because to go and pay thirty, forty thousand dollars a year just for cultivation, right? <laughs> that is kind of crazy. Yeah, right. True. So our creators on campus program, what we see it doing in the long term as we continue to gain more resources, support and funding is becoming a cultivation hub for people who may or may not want to go to college, but still need to be cultivated and not just in a trade that they don't care about and not just in basic level of education, but truly in whatever it is they're gifted in and passionate about and just given those spaces to, to work on that and again to just serve other projects that that model and mirror what they're ultimately looking to do. Or if they don't know what they're looking to do, just almost like a gifts assessment. Like yeah. some people have never been told what they're good at and they've never been affirmed in different ways. And so they don't know. And so just providing that practical discovery, I think is just really important. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm curious to know what does the mentoring process look like when you have, say, for instance, a new student or just an individual that comes to you that's interested in joining? Like, what does the actual process look like? So we're working on a few different options. So right now for this first year that we did it, we had a nomination process where teachers, counselors, parents, or even the students themselves could nominate themselves through an online application to be a part of this cohort because we want to keep it manageable. We don't want to just say every student in the world come to us and we can service you because that's yeah. not true. Exactly. <laughs> but we had an application process just to get a gauge of, of their interests and where they were from and their background. And then we hosted an initial event where those students were invited out, where we had a panel discussion, where we had seasoned faculty and uh, creatives and really just started the dialogue about the need for these students to have these spaces that we're trying to build. And then our support went to, we are in the process of building an app where we can create even online spaces for these students to engage. In the meantime, we have a Facebook group where students can engage. And, and then we partner and, and are a part of a lot of different events where we are consistently pushing and driving those students out to those events when we need, again, videography, photography. We're yeah. pulling on these students as our talent and where we have a budget, we're paying them, right, as talent. So it looks different, but we're constantly engaging them in whatever opportunities, whatever projects that we take on, we try to employ our students to support our teams in those processes. Oh, that is wonderful. I love that. Yeah. And that that sounds better than an internship, you know, because these days, you know, sometimes when you do the internships, I guess it's a bit different than what it used to be. But this definitely sounds like an opportunity for students to really get in and, and cultivate and learn and yeah and experience. So that's great. I love that, Brittany. And I want to know what inspires you to be able to give back in this way? Yeah, I'm inspired by my own journey, by my own story, and even the way it's constantly evolving. So there is no lid for me on on growth, on development. And so 
as I'm growing, I'm constantly like having these humbling moments where I'm like, wow, a week ago, this is an area that I would have just been like doing and acting all kind of crazy or whatever. And I'm constantly seeing the growth. And as I see the growth in myself, there's this teaching and learning exchange that I feel responsible to. So even as a student, as I'm learning, I'm literally applying what I'm learning in action in my own business. In my doctoral program, we were learning about learning communities and going through these different processes. And I'm taking all this information back and saying, okay, how does this apply to creatives on campus? How can I plug this in? Because that's where the education for me becomes valuable when I can actually see how it applies. So I'm inspired through education. I'm inspired by my own journey and just the continuous journey that's evolving. And God, I mean, he's literally responsible for these ideas. I I can't take any credit for anything. And and the team of people who I work with alongside, the network, the HBA network, all of these people, every single person in my tribe inspires me in some way. That is excellent. Thank you for sharing that. And let's let's talk about, I know you we're just giving credit to God, which is absolutely wonderful. And taking the leap of faith, because sometimes mm-hmm. we get these ideas and these different nudges that tell us to, hey, move forward with this project or that project. And you finally decided, OK, HBA, this is something that I'm kind of taking my own situation and going to use it as a, a business concept. But when did you finally decide to take the leap of faith, like in terms of getting started to really getting your business off the ground? That is a good question. So we actually turned two, two days ago. We turned two years old. And even in that first, I'll say year, it was still very like, okay, I'm doing this, but there's still a lot of fear here. And, you know, really wanting people to understand the concept, because when you say that you have a business in promoting, coaching and celebrating progress, people kind of look at you like, well, what exactly does that mean? (laughs) And I'm like, It means exactly what I said. We promote progress, we coach progress, and we celebrate it. And how we do that might change. How we curate those types of environments might change, but that's ultimately our our mission. And so it's been a process. It's been a journey. Even this last Saturday, this was the first event where I really invited out my immediate and extended family, my church family. They've never participated really in these events, but I felt After two years of doing this, I was finally ready to include them in this space and really show them what this was about and and to kind of kill the skepticism about what they might have been assuming it was about. But it took two years to get there because sometimes family can be your feel like your worst enemy or feel like the scariest place to really thrive. So it's been a journey and I'm still on the journey. I mean, it's things I still have that I still sometimes get a little fearful about. And that's just, again, where my faith for me is constantly growing and I go back to what I know, which is that, you know, this is not my, this is not my idea. This is something God gave me. And so if he, if he's brought me to it, he'll bring me through it. And he, and he always does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And speaking of your journey, you're, you're also a singer, songwriter and a composer, which I Mm -hmm. found absolutely phenomenal because, you know, you have some, so many other things going and then you, you know, also include some of the things that you enjoy, which I'm assuming you enjoy music because I've, had a chance to check out some things on your site, but do you ever find that you, you know, trying to, how do you balance that with HBA and then you have this music interest and the performances and just creating music? Do you ever find that your business and HBA intersect at all? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, one of the ways that's happening more and more, which is making me excited. And it's even one of the things that I'm teaching on right now, 
which is how do we partner and not just partner within relationships, business relationships, but how do we partner even our gifts and our talents? Um, how do we partner what we do exceptionally well with what we do in industry? And how do we partner even as husband and wives, as friend and friend to friend, yeah. employer to follower? How do we build a partnership? And so for me, my gifts colliding within what I do in my industry practice that has been a very intentional thing. And it's showed up in a, a series that I created called Brains and Lyrics, where we look at songs and lyrics, particularly some songs that I've written, but hoping to collaborate with more artists to do the same thing. Uh, we look at song lyrics in context and we see, okay, what are the practical lessons in these stories, right? And, and really looking at songs as a case study, because yeah. although it's not a business case study, it is a case study of my life and of my experience. And so when we're talking about education and we're talking about how to apply these five steps of communication or whatever the learning is, how do we apply that to this song, to this relationship, to this dynamic between a man and a woman or whatever it is, and how would the narrative change if we would have applied these concepts? And I'm doing that because I think a lot of times we try to understand industry and understand our workplaces and understand how to build effective communication strategies or whatever it is we're teaching. But I personally believe that in order to be effective in understanding how those things work in industry and in education, we have to first understand them practically and personally for ourselves. And so using these songs, which are my own songs, my own lyrics, my own experiences, my own stories as that case study to really look at education differently has been transformational for me and really assessing my experiences and my and my own assumptions and my own beliefs. And then that lens, as it continues to clarify, it then helps me to go back to industry and be more effective because there isn't this hypocrisy with how I'm living my personal life and how I'm trying to teach others. Wow. Yeah, that well, that's a great explanation. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> extremely helpful. And I know you were talking about earlier how you're a creative person by nature. What type of challenges, you know, are you up against when you're trying to finalize those ideas or even fine tune? Because I believe I'm one of those people too, where you get so into the creative aspect of getting things in order that you don't, you know, you can't even get a finished product because you keep going back and forth. So yeah, yeah. So in this again. I I told you I'm building out a partnership framework right now. And, and there's three simple ways that I've classified this. One, the building process to the creating process and three, working from the inside out. And so the building process is something that I think as creatives, we constantly want to override or rush through or sometimes not even address at all and just go <laughs> right. straight to the, you know, jump straight to the creating process because, again, that's what's exciting. That's what's natural. That's what's fun. That's what's intuitive. But without that process piece, without that foundation, without the framework being in place, we become a slave to our gifts in a lot of ways. I think time gets away from us. Strategy isn't there. And those are all things in place for a reason, like, you know, order as much as we shy away from it in a lot of ways, it is an important piece of our lives and of what God has given us to do. So right. again, talking about partnerships, we have to partner our gifts, right? Our creativity, we have to partner that with order, with structure, with framework, with foundation to build and create and to find that sweet spot so that we can see it, it manifest and 
see the harvest of it and see it flourish. But yeah, that's a challenge. And I'll be the first to say is why even my team, those are the type of people I look for, people who are really, really great in that process piece, because I much rather thrive creatively, right? Right, exactly. (laughs) The fun part. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yes, indeed. I agree with you there. All right, Brittany, could you provide us with, give us some words of encouragement, some tips even on how to, how to move forward and not get in that place of just waiting for things to happen? Yeah, I would say stewardship, good stewardship, being a good steward over whatever you have. My first album was called Two Chords and a Pen. And the two chords symbolically represented, you know, the extent of my composing skills. My mom put me in piano lessons when I was young. I didn't do good. I didn't take it seriously. I didn't do good. I didn't finish the lessons. And so I walked away from that experience with very, very limited skills. But when it came to my pen and and my writing ability and the gift to storytell, that's where I was strong. So two chords and a pen really represents pairing my strengths with my weakness and allowing my strengths to really carry me and not even though the, the weakness of only, you know, I would go out to gigs and sing and sometimes I would get on the piano and I felt silly because I'm like playing these same two or three chords on the piano. I didn't have a team. I didn't have a band. I didn't have track. I just had these couple of chords that I knew how to play. But that didn't stop me. I would go out. I would do gigs. I would do engagements and I would thrive on those two chords and just really, really let my voice and my lyrics shine through until the support and the resources came and were attracted to me. So my advice is really just for individuals to think about not so much the weaknesses, but how can their strengths and the things that they are great at, how can those things carry them until more um, is available or until maybe even that weakness becomes your niche and people like those two and three chords and they that's what distinguishes you from everybody else. So that's my advice is to be a good steward over whatever you have and stop dwelling so much on the weaknesses, but use that weakness to create a niche for yourself in in whatever your industry is. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thanks so much for sharing that story with us, Brittany. Before we close out, let us know where we can reach you online, social media handles. Also, if the listeners want more information about Happily Better After, also share that information as well. Of course. So you can reach us predominantly on Instagram at Happily Better. Also, if you're interested in knowing more about the Creatives on Campus program, we are on Instagram at Creatives on Campus. Right now, we are working with students in the Philadelphia, New Jersey, and D.C. areas, as well as Atlanta. So if you're in any of those regions, definitely, definitely reach out and get engaged. And then our website is www.happilybetter.com, where you can learn more about the network, about our consulting services, as well as the Creatives on Campus program. And definitely stay tuned because we have some some events coming up in the next month that are going to be pretty exciting that we're going to be releasing soon. So yeah, that's pretty it. That's pretty much it. All right. Well, we'll definitely be following the progress. This Congratulations on the two-year anniversary and definitely looking forward to all the success to come. So definitely happy to have had you and appreciate it. And we definitely look forward to having you back, Brittany. I appreciate everything. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Keetra's website updates, just log on to Keetra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.